Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about what do you do when you are just feeling super overwhelmed by everything on your to-do list? This is a problem all of us experience, right? Like if you have not at this point felt overwhelmed by the sheer number of things that you have to do, I have never met you. Like I, I have never heard of this happening before. Everybody who is an entrepreneur at some point in their business will feel just super overwhelmed and overloaded. And the reason for this is because there is just a never ending stream of things that you need to do when you are running a business, right? It is not like your typical nine to five job where you have a certain number of tasks you need to do in a day. You do those tasks and then you clock out and you go home, right? You can always be building your business. You can always be improving it. You can always be doing more. I think just by the nature of being an entrepreneur, we always want to be leveling up our business, right? And so what that means is that we're always adding stuff to our already overflowing plate, right? Even if you just look at the day-to-day activities that you are doing in your business before you add anything, We're talking about um, social media posts. We're talking about bookkeeping and accounting. Uh, We are doing sales. We're doing marketing. You're updating your website and answering emails. If you are producing a product yourself, you are doing production potentially. So there is so many things that you are already doing. And then when we start talking about this desire to keep moving, this um, ability to look at the big picture and see like, if this is where I want to get my business, then I need to do all of these things. Your to-do list starts to get out of control, right? It starts to get out of control. And what a lot of us end up doing is we just start working more in order to accommodate that out of control to-do list. And by working more, we think that it's going to help us be more effective and get more done. But what it actually ends up doing is burning us out right? We start to get really exhausted. We start to get really frustrated, perhaps with the lack of traction we're seeing because we are putting in so much time and not seeing a ton of results right away. Um, And we just start to feel super overwhelmed. So this is really, really common for entrepreneurs to get to this point where your to-do list is just exploding, exploding, and you don't know what to do about it. And so I have found some tricks for myself that really help when I get myself into this situation where I think I need to do everything all at once. So the first thing that I want to share with you guys is that you do not need to do everything right now. Let's all take a deep breath. 
Because like you don't have to accomplish everything right now. That big goal that you have for your business, that big dream, whatever it is, let's say you want to take your product business and go national with it. Let's say you want to take your service business and start making $10,000 a month. You do not have to accomplish that today. And you won't. It's going to take time. This is something that is just really standard across every industry. No matter what type of business you have, your business is not going to succeed overnight. It's just not. It's going to take time. And the reason it takes time is because you are one human, right? You are one human. And yes, you can build a team. And yes, you can get other people coming in to help you. And we are going to talk about that. But at the end of the day, you do not have to take literally every single goal that you want to achieve in your business and put it onto your shoulders for achieving today, yesterday, as soon as possible. That is not healthy, right? We all need to take a collective step back and realize that we can have smaller goals for our business that eventually result in those bigger goals being achieved. So I 100% have done this multiple times in multiple businesses, but um, the example I wanna give you guys is when I did this in my food business. So I was trying to do everything all at once. I was trying to come up with new recipes so that I could expand my product line and appease all of those customers, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, that say to you, oh, it'd be really great if you made this type of product or if you did this flavor, right? And so I was trying to come up with all of the new recipes that everybody was suggesting that I make. Also, at the same time, I was trying to get my product into stores because I knew that if I was just selling direct to customer at a farmer's market or at trade shows and events, it just wasn't generating enough revenue for my business and for me to make a full-time income. So I was trying to get my product into stores. At the same time, I was trying to sell my product online, right? Because I was like, if I can get people buying the product online, then I can make a bigger margin and it's going to be fantastic. But I knew nothing about e-commerce. I knew nothing about how to drive traffic to your website. I knew nothing about how to get them to convert once they were there. And so I really was very lost, but I was trying to do it. I was trying to make it happen. Um, And I was also trying to uh, really improve my social media presence because everybody places a huge importance on social media, right? Like it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There is such a big focus on social media and getting engagement and now going viral and doing all of those things. And it doesn't necessarily lead to the success that you might think that it does. But there is this like incredible push to be good at social media, right? Because we all think if we can just figure out social media that that is magically going to make our business succeed, right? And so I was doing all of these things and you can see these are all different tracks, different paths, right? Trying to get people to buy online, trying to get into stores, trying to develop new recipes, trying to build my social media presence. Like these are all very different things that I was trying to accomplish at the same time. 
Now, the reason I was focused on so many different things is because I was trying to make money, right? And so um, those of you who have product businesses or especially, man, food businesses, very small margins in food. Um, and it can be really hard to make money, to make a living, to generate any sort of profit when you have to take your cost of goods and your overhead into consideration. And so I was just out there hustling. Like I was trying to make this happen, right? And I thought, okay, if I do all of these things at once, then surely I will be able to make some money here, right? Because I'll have this going and I'll make a little bit over here and I'll have this going, I'll make a little bit over here and so on and so forth. And I really thought that this was going to help me achieve my goal, taking on all these things at once. But let me tell you what is way more effective than trying to do 15 million things at one time, focusing on one thing and going all in on it. So eventually I figured this out because as you take on more and more and more things, right? So let's say I had these kind of four big things I was working on. You start to realize you are splitting yourself and your time and your focus and your attention in four different directions. And that is not going to get you anywhere, right? And so that's what I started to realize. Like, I am not making traction on any of these things. I'm trying to develop these recipes and I only have two seconds every week to try and think up new flavors and test those products and sample them out to people that I think might like them. And I'm just not getting around to doing any of it. Because I'm also focused on driving to other cities and trying to get retailers to say yes to buying the product. And I'm also focused on social media and creating posts that people will see and creating engagement and trying to think of new content ideas. And I'm also focused, as you can see, it's so much, right? I'm also focused on building my e-commerce presence and learning as much as I can learn about how to generate traffic to my website and how to get people to convert once they're on the website. And I'm going down this like rabbit hole of being like, I need a sample program so that when people come to my website, they can order a free sample of the product and we'll ship it out to them so it gets it into their mouths and it gets them trying it. So here's the thing. None of these are bad ideas. They're not bad ideas. They're good ideas for expanding your business and generating more revenue and generating more profit and seeing more growth for sure. But to do them all at one time is not a great idea because it really does split your time up in too many different directions and you're not able to effectively do anything. So the first thing that I look at when I'm feeling this way, when I start to feel overwhelmed and like I have just way too much stuff on my plate, I start to think about, okay, where should I be focusing my time? I should not be doing four things at once. I should be choosing one thing and going all in on that one thing. So that leads me to the second thing that I start to look at is what is actually going to get me closer to my goal? Now, um, as entrepreneurs, we sometimes have squirrel brain and we are thinking in like 15 million different directions. And we're thinking about how great it would be if we could just do this thing over here and then we could get this off the ground. And wouldn't that be amazing because we have this new revenue stream and we're constantly thinking about 
this big picture, right? This 30,000 foot view of your business and the big goals that you want to achieve and all the cool stuff that you could be doing to make that happen. And while that is exciting and it is cool to have those big dreams and you have to have them, it also doesn't always get you closer to your current goal. You can do all of the things that you want to do in your business. It is possible for you to create a great social media presence and think of new products and get into stores and get some sales on your online store, but you cannot do them all right now. You can do everything you want, but you cannot do it all right now. You have to pick one thing, choose one thing, go all in on it, really crush it, really get that revenue stream up and running, really make sure that you have everything locked down and that it is good to go. And then when you feel good about that one thing, then you can move on to the next thing. So how do you choose that one thing to go all in on, right? When there are a million different things that you could be doing, how do you actually just select like, I'm gonna focus on this one thing and everything else can be set aside. So the main question that I ask myself when I am feeling super overwhelmed by my to-do list is, will this get me closer to my goal, right? Because for a lot of us, our to-do list isn't just filled up with things that are gonna help us generate revenue and gonna help us grow our business. Our to-do list is filled up with things like answering emails, and posting on social media, and adjusting our Instagram bio, and updating our website for the 15 millionth time, right? So when you have a to-do list that looks like that, like update website, and change Instagram bio, and change the colors that I'm using in my post, and create better covers for my reels, if you have a to-do list that looks like that, what I want you to do is Be super cutthroat about your time. So here's the thing. Most of us focus on generating revenue, right? We want to generate revenue. We want to generate profit. We want to make money. And that is, of course, important. You have a business. You have to make money. You have to earn a living for sure. But how are you going to do that, right? Your biggest commodity in the early days of your business is going to be your time. And so if you start seeing your time as a highly valuable commodity that you have accessible to you, that's when you start to really, really value your time. And when you start to really value your time, you start to look at every single thing you are doing and think, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Is this worth my time, right? Is this worth my valuable, precious time to be updating my website one more time? Or is my website good enough as it is currently, right? So what I want you to do is write down everything that you are planning on working on in the coming week or couple of weeks and make like a massive to-do list. And then I want you to look at that to-do list and I want you to ask yourself, For each and every item, does this get me closer to my goal? 
Now I'm guessing that your goal is likely generating more revenue or making more profit um, or generating any sort of profit so that you can start to pay yourself, but it could be anything. It could be that you want to get your product into a hundred stores, right? So whatever your goal is, I want you to ask yourself, does this actually get me closer to my goal? Now, I know that this is a challenging question to answer because you might look at that to-do list and you might say, updating my website does in fact get me closer to my goal because if I can make my website look better and more appealing to my target market, then when they land on my website, they might buy my product. So this is why I want you guys to be super ruthless about this. Your time is valuable, right? And so yes, updating your website might get you one more customer every month. But does that truly get you closer to your goal of paying yourself? Not really. Like, yeah, for sure, it gets you a tiny bit closer. But there are likely other things that you can spend your time on that will get you there faster. And so that is the next question that I want you to ask yourself. If you go through this list and there might be things that you just cross off immediately and you're like, yeah, this is a cool idea, but it doesn't really help me get closer to my goals right now. I want you to take that idea and you don't need to just completely get rid of it. Um, What I do is I actually have a massive binder. It's quite embarrassing, actually, but I have this massive binder of these ideas that I've had for my business and they are cool ideas, but they do not help me right now. They are longer term ideas. They are ideas for the future, right? Not for right now in the short term. And so literally I just take that idea, I write it down on a piece of paper or on a sticky note or something, and I shove it in this binder and the binder gets shoved on a shelf out of the way and I will pick it back up and look at it again in six months or in a year and see if that's a good idea for me to pursue at that point in time. So you don't have to get rid of these ideas. You just have to learn to set them aside for now. Now, the other thing, though, going back to this, you go through this list and you take out all the ideas that are really not going to help you get closer to your goal. And you still have like 10 things where you're like, cool, but all of these do actually help me make more revenue, generate more profit, get me closer to my goal of being able to pay myself. What I want you to do is ask yourself, what is the fastest way to get to your goal? What is the fastest way? Is the fastest way updating your website? Is the fastest way focusing on social media? Or is the fastest way going out there and talking to stores and convincing them to bring your product into their store so that you can get recurring revenue on a regular basis and increase the overall value of your company, right? So this is what you have to ask yourself. This is the point that I got to with my business where I had the four different things that I was focused on. And I sat down and I was like, okay, does creating new flavors and new products for the random customers that are asking for them, does that actually get me closer to my goal? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's going to appease like five people and I'm going to get a little trickle of sales perhaps, and then it'll probably die down. This is not worth my time. The second thing of driving traffic to my online store, I was like, this is not the fastest way to do this right now. 
because yes, I could potentially be getting more sales online, but it's gonna take me a lot of time and a lot of effort to figure out how to actually do this. And then realistically, most people are not buying their food products from an e-commerce store, right? Most people are buying energy bars at a health food store, at a grocery store. That's gonna be way faster and way easier for me. Social media, right? Social media is great for nurturing your audience. But I eventually realized, as most of us do, that posting to social media is not actually getting me sales. And so what I need to do is maybe pull back on that. And instead of posting every single day, maybe I post three times a week, right? Maybe I post when I feel like it and I'm in the mood and I'm like, I'm just going to take a quick shot of what I am doing behind the scenes and I'm just going to post this, right? Because you do have to attend to your social media, but you don't have to focus on it. You don't have to make it your primary focus of your business and what you are trying to accomplish. And so once I eliminated all of that stuff, I was like the fastest, best way for me to generate revenue and start making some profit in this business is if I go out and I approach some retail stores to buy my product and put it on their store shelves. And so that's what I decided to focus in on. Now, once you do that and you decide that you're going to go all in on something, it is awesome. It's awesome. It's such a good feeling because instead of feeling overwhelmed by your never ending to do list, now, you know, I have one goal. I have one focus. I have one thing I am trying to do. And you can start to go all in on that and dedicate a ton of time to it. So initially I was doing one sales day per week and I would literally get in my car and drive to another city and do sales in that city for that day. But once I realized this and I was like, if I double down on this, I'm going to get there so much faster. I was like, forget social media, forget the online stuff. Literally, I am going to do a second sales day and go to a second city every single week and sell the heck out of this product. And so that's what I did. And that's a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you build your food business so quickly, right? So it took me four years, so it didn't happen overnight, but that's relatively quick to build a food business from absolutely nothing to like multiple six figures and hundreds of retailers nationally. This is how I did it. I literally just like went all in on the thing that I thought was going to work and was going to work the fastest. Now, I fully recognize that you cannot just do sales all day, every day, and still have a functioning business, right? There are going to be other things that absolutely still have to get done. And so what I want you to ask yourself next is, is this urgent? So look at that big to-do list that you have and ask yourself that question about the things on that list. Now, there are very few things in your business that are legitimately urgent, I know, I know that everything feels urgent. I get it, trust me. Everything feels like it's a fire that has to be put out and it's something that has to be dealt with right now or the world is gonna end. But I promise you, there are very, very few things in your business that are actually urgent. And your time is better spent doing things that will get you closer to your goals the fastest and of course the things that you actually have to do to continue running your business. 
So there's always going to be accounting, right? You always you always have to do your bookkeeping. It just is what it is. You're always going to have to post on social media. For the most part, you do have to kind of maintain a presence because if you don't, people are going to think that your business is closed, right? You're going to have to answer emails. It just is what it is. You do not, though, I think this is important to bring up, you do not have to answer every single email. And you don't have to spend an hour drafting a reply on the emails that you do reply to. Be ruthless about your time. If somebody has emailed you about something that is not important to you, but you still want to respond because you feel like you're a good, polite person and you want to just give them some sort of response, literally spend less than a minute crafting that email and sending it. You need to just get it done, get it out there and get it off your plate. I heard somewhere a while ago that your email inbox is everybody else's to-do list for you. It is not your to-do list. It's not the stuff you actually want to be doing. It's somebody else requesting something from you. That's why the email's in your inbox, right? And so you really do need to look at it that way, that like this answering emails is kind of a waste of your time for the most part. It has to be done. You have to attend to it. And so how can you do it as quickly and as effectively as possible? Get it off your plate so that you can start focusing on the things that actually matter to you and will drive your business forward. So there are things that you're going to have to do just like operationally to keep your business running. That's just like, obviously, you have to do those things. But there are other things that are going to be on your to-do list that you're like, I have to do this because it's just like something that needs to get attended to. And I promise you, it's probably not urgent. So here's the thing. If there is a client that is upset, that is urgent. You have to deal with that or you have to you have to face potentially losing that client, right? So if you have a retailer that is calling you up and saying there's a problem with your product, you have to take that call. You have to deal with it, right? If you have something going on with your insurance, right? Like that's something that needs to get dealt with pretty much right away. Um, if you have a perishable product and your product is expiring before it's supposed to be, that is a huge urgent problem that has to be dealt with, right? If you have um, some issues on your team, if you have staff and they aren't getting along and there are problems that are cropping up, that is kind of urgent because if you can't get your team members to get along, then it's going to slow everything down in your business. There are certain things that are actual fires that do need to be put out and are urgent and you cannot get away from them. That it's just the reality of having a business. But there are plenty of other things that you're probably like, this is super urgent and it's actually just not, right? So updating your website is a great example of this. You might be thinking, well, my website looks like crap. Here's the thing, does it actually? Or does it just look like crap to your eyes? Because now you know that it could look better. I am notorious for doing this. Um, packaging is another great example. I went through this with my packaging where I started to look at commercial packaging and getting my logo like actually printed right on the package. It's quite expensive to do that. And so I wasn't able to do it at the time that I first started researching it. 
But what I did start doing is looking at my current package and comparing it in my mind to what I thought it could look like. And I started being like, this package is crap. Like I got to get on. I have to change this packaging like right away because otherwise I just look amateurish and like that can't happen. And here's the thing. When you start to feel like something is urgent, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's about your ego. It's about your ego. You don't want for your product or for your package or for your website or for your business in general to look amateurish to other people. You are worried about what other people are thinking about you and not worried about what your business actually needs from you. You have to learn how to separate those two things because I promise you the things that you are worried other people are thinking about you, they are not. They're not. They're not thinking about you at all, right? They are thinking about themselves. They're worried about their business or what's going on in their lives. They are not worried about you. They are not judging you. And even if they were, it still is not a good reason to spend your valuable time trying to appease that person. It's not. Your time is better spent actually growing your business. And so again, you really need to be ruthless about this. Is this thing actually urgent? Or is it just something where I am trying to make myself feel better? And is it, or is it just an ego thing, right? And so you really do, again, wanna be ruthless with this and like make sure that you are looking at your list and truly asking yourself, is this thing super urgent? Is it super important? And if it is not, get it off your list and deal with it later. So the last thing that I want you to ask yourself is, Can I get help with this? You do not have to do everything alone. You don't, right? And honestly, like once I realized that, it was such a relief because I was like this huge burden that I am trying to carry on my shoulders alone. It doesn't have to just be me. Like I can ask for help with this. I can get people to help me. Now, I know that in the early days, most of us do not have a ton of cash. And so maybe you are sitting there right now thinking, okay, Nicole, that's great, but I don't have the money to pay anybody. I can't start hiring people to help me because I just don't have the cash flow. And that's okay. You don't necessarily have to hire people. That's not what I'm talking about. I know in the online business space, a lot of times people will jump to having a virtual assistant very quickly. And that is not actually what I typically advise. Usually I say you should wait to hire people or contract things out until you either have the money to do it, which is the most ideal situation, or if you don't have the money to do it, you absolutely need to have it so that you can continue to grow your business. So um, when I first started hiring my staff for my food business, I could not afford to hire that staff. Like I was going into a deficit, digging into my savings, like doing whatever I needed to do to pay those people because I absolutely needed it because if I was going to continue to be in production, there was no way that I was going to be able to get out there and do sales and doing sales is what was going to actually make me more money. So that was a decision that I had to make in that situation. But for the most part, what you really want to be doing is wait until you have the cash flow, have the money in your business before you start hiring people or contracting things out, right? Right. 
Now, all of that being said, if you don't have the money to pay somebody to help you, there are still ways for you to get help. So most of us have a support system in place in our lives, right? We have our parents or we have our spouse or we have our siblings or we have our friends, but most of us have people in our lives that want to see us succeed. And if you have that, then those are people that you can now lean on and ask for help from, right? So um, I can't tell you the amount of help that I got from my spouse when I was running my food business. He was incredible. So my spouse is an electrician and he had a regular full-time job. This was not his business. This was 100% my business and my responsibility. But I got to the point where I was getting a lot of retailers. And one of the things that you really want to do when you get retailers is to demo your product. So you really want to be going out and sampling your product or showing people how to use it, right? Because it generates more interest, more brand awareness, more sales. Like it really does help. The retailers love it. Like it's it's just a great thing to do all around. But the problem with demoing is that it's an enormous time commitment, right? Especially if you're demoing in a different city. And so oftentimes, um, typically demos happen on Saturdays because that's the retailer's busiest day of the week. And so oftentimes I would be driving an hour and a half to two hours to get to that retailer's location and then demoing for two, three, four hours and then packing up and driving back home. So that's a whole day affair, right? And the reality is I couldn't be in two places at once. And so what I started doing is asking my husband, is there any way that you would be willing to give up your Saturdays to go out and demo at a different location from me? And then we could both be demoing at a store. It's going to generate more revenue. It's going to generate more interest. It's going to make us more profitable and it's going to grow this business. And he said, yes, thankfully, because he knew that this was our goal was to grow this business. This was, we were working together as a team to achieve a certain lifestyle that we were going to be able to get presumably from growing this business. And so he happily said yes to doing it. It's a lot of work. And, you know, I'm really thankful that he was willing to do that. Not everyone has a spouse that is that supportive. And I fully understand that. But Are there other people in your life that might be willing to do that for you? Might be willing to come help you out at a trade show. Maybe it's your mom, right? I can't tell you the number of clients that have said to me, I've asked my mom to come and help me at a trade show and she has said yes and she was awesome at it. You know, it's honestly, sometimes it makes all the difference just having that extra pair of hands. If it's not your mom, maybe it's your friends, right? Like maybe you can rope your friends in and say, I'll give you some free product if you come and help me out to do this thing. If you come package a few bars for me, then you can take home a case of bars, right? There are so many different avenues you can go down here to get help for your business that doesn't involve hiring someone. It doesn't involve paying someone. So you really do need to lean into this and don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you can afford to start hiring people or paying people to help you, if you are at the point where really it's just kind of necessary to get somebody to do this and you really have to pay them for it, um, what I want you to do is make sure that the time you are freeing up for yourself is spent 
on revenue generating activities or things that are going to get you closer to that goal, right? The last thing that you want to be doing is hiring somebody to do production for you and then spending all your time on social media. That is not what is going to get you closer to your goals. I can almost promise you there are a very small number of industries where spending all of your time on social media is beneficial. So make sure that if you're going to hire someone for production, that the time that you have now in your hands, that you spend it going out and doing sales calls or doing something that is going to move your business forward. Okay, so I hope that that helps relieve some of the overwhelm and some of the burden from you guys. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and I'll see you in the next episode. 